It's tea in the house. Hey, it's Kimmy Kim Kim. Welcome to episode five of the Generation Brown podcast. It's not unknown that we're going through a global pandemic, so this week we're discussing living life through lockdown. We're talking about face masks, social distancing, how we coped, and a sprinkle of conspiracies. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Generation Brown. Subscribe, rate, and review. Enjoy. Hey guys, how's everyone? Hi. Hey. Hi. <laughs> Another lively intro there. Uh, as always. I hope, like, what are we like five weeks in now? And everyone's just like, hey, hey. Some excitement, guys. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> bit of melody there too bit of melody i think everyone's too cool for school as they say so you know just hey we're here type of thing what are we talking about this week leaks we're talking about life in lockdown first one Been going on for a long time now <laughs> six months isn't it 12 it feels like 12 feels like a whole year no, it does. soon to be it will be soon won't it what Boris said is actually true, and this goes on for another six months. Very true, very true. Well, let's talk about the first lockdown, the original March, was it 23rd? Shut everything down, not supposed to leave your house, stop, 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 red signage, everything. That lockdown, that was a bit of a shock. I don't know if anybody was ready for that, prepared for that, but how did we kind of get through that? Um, lockdown did we how do we feel about that first and foremost I think initially there was you know two sides of it for me the first side was kind of oh do you know I get to slow down a bit I can stop spending time sorry sorry you slow down <laughs> <laughs> yeah um yeah just kind of like you know I think we got stopped in our tracks like properly stopped but so there was definitely two sides of it where kind of I, I liked the fact that I could spend time with the kids and you know quality time and do stuff and talk to them and find out what's going on for them and you know not the general hi how was your day kind of thing but actually spend time teach them certain bits and pieces you know like this whole homeschooling business was a big thing for parents at that time and I made the choice to um, lightly homeschool them but I think more teach them life values while they was at home and I think that would have been more valuable for them rather than teaching them maths and English basically so um, myself and Jay made that choice to kind of teach them how to change a light bulb and how to fry an egg and how to write a CV which was I think it gave us the time to do that which I'm grateful for um on the other hand like you said I'm a business owner and finances were a massive worry and how was we going to manage that being self-employed was a mad worry um and obviously kind of our grant for the self-employed didn't kick in till six seven weeks later we didn't know what was going to happen so in that respect glad to be back at what being able to work um but did i did welcome the 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 little bit of time that we had yeah i think you touched on some good points there um definitely can being a parent uh myself obviously can relate to a lot of things you said there uh, finance is a big thing. I think it was very different from our generation, um, generation um, X and Y to generation or Gen Z. So I want to hear what Lika, how Lika found the lockdown and then we can kind of probably come back to how everyone felt as a whole. 
Um, I actually found the lockdown awful. It was literally the worst thing ever. And I basically just stayed in, in my room and became a hermit the whole time. Um, I never watched the news because I find it really, really depressing. It's probably why all of my journalism lecturers hated me because I just wasn't interested in the news. They don't spread any positivity. And during lockdown, because I was stuck with my mum and dad and they watched the news, that's all I was watching. And the numbers of like deaths and like cases that were like increasing, it was really, really bad and it caused me really bad anxiety and I literally basically just stayed horrible and cried. So I hated it. So now that I um, don't watch the news anymore, I'm a lot better. And for this second lockdown, I won't be watching the news either. I'll just get my news from social media. It's probably worse though, that sensationalism on social media. It's worse, but at least then I can just come off of it. But when like, the new, there would be like Corona updates, like 11 o'clock, at like 1 o'clock, at 6 o'clock, and it's just like, oh, this has happened, that's happened, this is on lockdown, this place is infected, that place is infected. And then suddenly I just felt like I couldn't even like go outside without it like being in the air. It was just, it was just crazy. It was horrible. And okay. it was so grey as well. So it was like, serious pathetic fallacy it just wasn't it wasn't a vibe and it was just awful basically it's interesting because i'm a bit with love i say a bit very much with kimothy in a sense where it gave us time as parents quality time with the kids uh like him and jay did some real life skills as well as some homeschooling that was good um but i think you guys were always 100 miles an hour, always doing stuff. It probably, yeah, it wasn't good for you. I know you had technology, but there's only so much Netflix you can watch, I guess. Um, only so many games and puzzles you can do till you're really getting bored and want to be out. So yeah, I get awesome. I get all of that. I do get that. So I've got a question for everybody. Maybe not so much for Kim and Fee, because I think I know the answer. But who went out in hard lockdown in March when they weren't supposed to? Who either went out to a restaurant illegally or went out to a party or a rave? I went to so, no parties or raves. So where did you go? Restaurants weren't open. Well, not all of them stayed closed. I went to one in May, but it was just us in there. Just, just is that how you guys got it, yeah? <laughs> yeah, we have those connections. It was Maya's, Maya's birthday. And um, yeah, it was just us. I can't go to the restaurant for legal reasons. But yeah. Yeah, I think you shouldn't actually. <laughs> so, Talicia? <laughs> did you go anywhere, T? Yeah, of course I did. Because you can't follow rules or why? why where no, did you go? Because um, I went to a few parties. A few? Um, parties? <laughs> yeah. Where? Like, Illegal parties. Raves or parties? Birthday um, parties? No, just raves. Okay, how many? But it's only I went to two. Two? I can't remember. Are you talking about initial lockdown? Initial hard the lockdown. first lockdown. Yeah. Um, yeah, two. Yeah. I um, only start... I... I didn't go out like March, April, May, end of May, June when it started to ease off. The weather was, you know, nice. I'd go to parks and stuff because all my friends were turning 21. So we social distanced in the park, but I didn't do like go clubbing or go go 
parties or house parties because there was nowhere to go or restaurants. It was just end of May, June. So I can't technically I followed the rules. Yeah, when I went to the restaurant, it was literally the Sunday before Boris announced that we could go out. And like we said, Corona doesn't wait for a certain time to um, come out. So I think I was pretty much okay, really. But to this year, were you at block parties or something? Yeah. Yeah, but do you know what? To me, it don't make no difference. If you're in a restaurant, if you're at a party, it's the same thing. And I believe that this corona thing is in the air. So whether we're inside our house, outside near the bus stop, whatever, it's in the air. That's, that's my thing on that. Are you, um, are you one of those that believe that the WhatsApp messages about like the helicopters are spreading it over our houses to stay inside between the hours of 11 and 6? Um, I am a conspiracy person. Um, I do believe that this uh, coronavirus was made in a laboratory. I don't know how they've spread it, but they've spread it somehow. Okay, can we do do conspiracy theories next pod? Yeah, because there were definitely a lot of conspiracies and obviously there was a whole 5G one as well and obviously the lab. Um, this being man-made, etc. I'm not dismissing any of those, uh, but I want to go back to your point on the it being airborne and it not making a difference. I think what we're being told, at least anyway, is obviously it's all about percentages, right, and trying to reduce the risk. So if you're in a gathering with more people, then there's a higher risk. So I think that's why those street parties and block parties and raves are being shut down then and they're going to be shut down but today. That's what I'm saying. Like we, I feel like the young people got the blame for the height, the, the increase in going up. Yeah, like about I think it was about three weeks ago they were talking about oh because all these block parties and whatever has been happening. But it's just like okay, you've opened up restaurants and you've opened up other things and like we had that eat out, eat, what is it eat out to help out scheme? Help out to eat out, yeah. That's it, there we go. And a lot of people was out together as well. So it's just like, I feel like, yeah, we kind of got the blame for the how do, how do you feel about being, because um, it's, it's, well, I think you got the blame because your generation was the most infected. Yeah. So by default, you guys were the ones that were targeted. Um, and they assumed that you were the most infected because you had started going out. To restaurants, obviously spending mm-hmm. more time in a park, socially distanced, etc., etc., mm-hmm. going to bars as well. So, how do you feel about it? Do you think that's fair, or no? No, I don't think it's fair. No, I don't think it's fair. I don't think it's fair. But you guys went out, right? As soon as Boris gave you ten pound off your meal, you went out. I went out. Yeah, but I feel like I all of the old people. This old people thing. Like, if you're targeting myself hey, and I, you guys. Oh, who? Like the, the British War generation, whatever generation they are, as soon as it was V Day, they had their Union Jack hats and cucumber sandwiches ready to be out on the streets and have a great time. So. No one was saying anything about the coronavirus then. And after V-Day, two weeks after, the rates did go up. 
but nobody said peace about that. So I don't think it's very fair that they come for us young ones. We're keeping the economy alive. Well, this is true. I mean, you've got the thing where they're saying to go out. They want you to go out. They want everyone to go out. They want the economy to start back. And I guess what they're saying is we're not following the rules that they set whilst we're out. So if we're still going to illegal parties or raves, etc., that's what they're really trying to say, I think, because they don't didn't close the restaurants. They said 10 o'clock bars 10 o'clock like you touched on the leak corona is just going to wait outside um to respect that so it's not a case of closing restaurants they want everybody out they want the economy to be um booming again because the country needs it to be fair i went to two restaurants um after they said with the, the uh, eat out help out kind of scheme and we might as well have been in a bar or a rave because it was heaving, it was boiling hot. One of the days, it was really hot, no aircon, and it's absolutely heaving in the places. No, the only the precaution they had put in place was literally to sanitize your hands as you went in. That was it. And we was in there waiting for about forty-five minutes for our food to an hour for our food, and it was just they. You could completely tell they was overwhelmed with the amount of people that were actually in the restaurants. But for me, like, they wasn't cautious on booking, you know. Like, at first, they was just like, let's get our business back kind of thing. So it was a case of, the, you know, you, we might as well have been in a bar or a party that was that many people in the restaurant. Hey, you. Um, I've actually been out on two occasions. Well, I've been out on more than two occasions now, but two occasions where there was like completely no social distancing. One of them was for bottomless brunch, and there was absolutely like I even forgot Corona was a thing at that bottomless brunch because no one was like split up. All the tables were still next to each other. Every yeah, exactly. Everyone was drunk, and obviously when people are drunk, distance isn't a thing. Everyone's like linking arms and hugging. And then I went to another rooftop bar, and there was the they had like black and yellow tape on the corners of tables and tables that said reserved. But I was sitting like on a booth here and someone was sitting on the booth with their back to me. And then there was someone opposite them and someone opposite them. So there was absolutely, absolutely no distancing. It was just, I just, I think people just like places are just pretending that it's a thing just so they can be open. And then at the end of the day, it's like down to the person. You can leave obviously if you feel scared, but if you just want to enjoy yourself. Um, and there was actually quite a few older people there, so people like, definitely didn't get ID'd. So I mean, <laughs> I love the this definition. They're older because they didn't get ID'd. Love it. They just had hard lives. But I think yeah. you make you make good points because what I've seen this too. That I think, especially the guidelines were set. But at the end of the day, everybody had to get income. They'd been out of business for so long. And a lot of business don't declare everything. So therefore, the money they got from um, the government wasn't as much as they needed. So I think as soon as they could get out, they started up again. They put the tape on the floor. They said sanitizer. And I think within week one, that kind of went out the window. And it was back to normal. Let's get everybody in. And I think everybody was kind of follows just the, what's there. I'm not saying everyone's sheeps, but if 
people are just a bit closer or there's no social distancing in a bar, you kind of just go with it because you're there and you almost think that the guidelines have already been set and the bar's okay with it, so it must be okay. Or you're a bit blasé because the bar's blasé about it. Um, I don't know. You tell me. Or do you think people should take more responsibility in social distancing if they can in these places? There's no such thing as social distancing in, in, in a packed area. So should you it's speak out? Do you speak no, out? Do you leave? No, because even like when... Okay, so say like when I go shopping, it's like I'm not going to wait 10 minutes for someone to be dilly-dallying about what they want to pick and I'm going to stand behind them. I just, you know, cut and just get what I'm getting and go. There are a few people that might look and be like, oh, she's not kind of social distancing. But it's just like, sometimes I feel like, you know, you just kind of forget about it. I think, um, like, for bars and stuff, they could limit the amount of people that go in. I think they're supposed to be doing that anyway, but having a packed bar isn't really taking precautions. And you can, there are ways you can limit people from going in. They have the clickers. They can click the amount of people that go in, or they can do it like reserva- reservation purposes only. The bar I went in, you had to pay for entry, so they could have just done it like ticketed and had a certain amount of tickets. Yeah, I mean there are guarantee. I went to a bar. Was well, I went to a party actually. Another party. <laughs> this is like a month ago. Yeah, this is a month ago. But I might as well just stay at home because the way they set the party up is. They gave everyone tables. They didn't say this, though. They gave everyone tables, and we had to stay at the tables. No one was allowed to go on the dance floor. If you wanted a drink, you had to wait for them, like, make orders, and they would go get it for you. And it took, like, 45 minutes for us just to get a cocktail. So Where was that? Stratford? No, this is in Algate. Okay. What's it called again? Someone in Algate. So in the end, I just asked the woman for a refund. I said, can I talk to the manager, please? Because I was just, you know, when you just, I needed a drink. The vibe was getting boring. I was like, yeah, waiting for my drink. And then the time I got the drink, I was like, no, I want to go. I'm ready to go. So she said, she totally understands. It's fine. You can have your refund back. I learned that from you, uncle, by the way. Huh? I talked to the manager. <laughs> <laughs> That's you. <laughs> Auntie Zoe. Yeah, not me. Auntie. Yeah. <laughs> that is my mum number one Karen <laughs> I was going to say that it always works when you're talking to the manager I noticed yeah you send a good chance yeah. you've got to know you're right yep. but yeah. is this not the new norm T what's that social distance clubbing partying no I don't if there is social distance in that... yeah what's the point in going to a party if you're going to social distance Hello. Especially the parties that I go to, anyway, I'm joking. <laughs> I'm not going to comment. <laughs> I think it's great, because now when a guy comes over to you, usually they don't ever take, I've got a boyfriend, as like an excuse. They just still, like, they're still persistent. But if you say, I'm um, Corona, then they actually leave now. <laughs> they actually <laughs> back off. <laughs> they today? actually go. It's like, so, yeah, they do. I've done it a few times now. I'm like, oh my God, Corona, you should be so close. And they actually go. Even my friend, when we went out the other day, she was like, um, excuse me, Corona. And he just left. That's some good guys, then. <laughs> I was going to say, T, so at the parties you go to, cough, cough, <laughs> do you have to use the excuse Corona? No, that, don't even, that wouldn't even work. Even if you said, I have Corona? 
They're probably now. Oh, I'm gosh. like, no, they're just, yeah, joking. Ah, I would just start coughing. <laughs> I think so. Yeah, no. I don't so, know. Yeah, oh, my goodness. But you, okay, so who feels actually safe? Who feels like, it? I feel like the generations or Gen Z are kind of blasé in general with Corona. They feel safe, you feel fit, you feel young, and you feel like it can't strike you down. Or am I speaking out of turn? T, because you've been to the many parties. You know what same is? I shouldn't even be out. (laughs) I know this. I shouldn't be out. That's what I was thinking. No, but you know what it is? I feel like it comes to a stage where you've got to listen to like your mental stage. And if that's going to help you kind of just push forward and make you feel a bit normal, then you have to do it. I hear yeah, that. That's, that's my thinking kind of thing. And I've got to be careful. But also, like, I just know that, you know, when you just feel strong in yourself, like, I know 100% that I'm good. I'm, I'm well. I definitely think mental health is a massive factor, especially with uh, the generations dead. Um, and because they're a bit soft, didn't they, that generation? You're a bit moist. You're a bit moist. Yeah, they're wrapped up in cotton wool, aren't they? They're quite spoiled and they're wrapped up in cotton wool and and they they can't cope with anything outside of what they want to do or they expect to be able to do. So lockdown was a big thing for everybody. I'm not saying just the younger ones, but I think it got to a certain point where they was breaking out. They was like, right, we're... we're," And and personally, I don't blame them because I think if I was that age... I say, yeah. A little less responsible and been like sorry I'm going out to do what I want to do because I've had enough but I think for them the most important thing is their mental health and being active and being able to socialize because socializing is what they know and what what they feel um they need basically but yeah but it is I mean I think I was I was wondering how or where you were going with the gen z slander considering we're outnumbered on the pod at the minute but I fully get the point, and I don't think it's Gen Z, I think, or Gen Z. I think when we were their age, we were all about going out. We were all about exactly. doing that stuff, that life. And we would have probably been exactly the same in terms of being restricted. We wouldn't yeah. have had Netflix. We wouldn't have had the internet. We wouldn't have had Zoom calls. We would have yeah. probably been even worse, to be honest with you, just because we yeah, didn't definitely. have, wouldn't have had those tools. Uh, so... I'm not here for the Gen Z slander, but they are a bit soft in general. No, no, I want to be Gen Y, to be fair. But I don't think we're soft at all. I think we're, le- I think we're leaders. I think, when, I think we're, not lis- we're not entirely listeners. I think we are doers. I think your generation more, you know, uh, your rebels, is that what you're trying to say to you? Basically, thank you. Good rebels, not bad rebels, good rebels. <laughs> In the sense of, it, no, we're the, we're the revolution. Help me. You're help the revolution. We're the revolutionaries. Yeah, that's what we are. Revolutionaries, yeah? Yeah, 100%. Okay. You know, your generation never got beaten. Our generation did. Like, there <laughs> is a difference between your generation and anything below to our generation like you guys are soft 
Yeah. We're not soft. We're in touch with our emotions <laughs> and we don't mind speaking about our feelings. Your generations are stone. You guys didn't know what your emotions and feelings were. You didn't speak out about anything. You didn't show any love or affection to anyone. You guys are just cold. Strong, we cold. We are changing the world with our feelings. <laughs> we are strong as well. It takes a lot to show emotions and speak about how you feel. And that's why you guys don't understand us and think we're being extra and think, oh, your life is so easy because you have the internet. I would not stand for the Gen Z slander. I would not believe that we can't afford houses because we eat avocado and toast and smoke salmon. You guys had it much easier than we did. Wait, 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 wait. Wait, and that last line, that last line, we had it much easier than you do. I will go back to corned yeah. beef, to your avocado, and what was it? Smoked salmon. Smoked salmon. Smoked salmon. Yeah. I'll go back to our high tech to your Alexander McQueen's. Yeah. Just saying. It's not awful that you guys weren't weren't as advanced and didn't have style or taste buds like we do now. <laughs> she said taste buds. <laughs> we did have taste buds. <laughs> you did, but I think you they were lacking. Exactly. If you only had paper to eat. Your taste buds would find the beauty in that paper. Yeah? But at the time, the paper was great. <laughs> Maybe. If, if we went into another full lockdown, like, how do you think your generation would cope? We wouldn't listen. We wouldn't listen. You think we're at that stage now that you're just going to rebel if we went full lockdown? Everyone's had enough. I know so many people that from our generation that actually stayed in while their parents were out and they weren't abiding by the rules. <laughs> And we was inside telling the parents what to do. And now we've had, we've just had enough. We've had enough of it. And what? I think what makes it worse is the news, sorry, the news shows the bad side. The news shows the death and the rates that are increasing, but it doesn't tell you how many people have caught COVID and survived. You have to do all that research yourself. I think it's just, everyone should just stop watching the news. Boris Johnson is a phony. I don't care. He's, even Stanley said he's still going to go to the pub. Stanley is his dad that he's still going to go out to the pub when Boris said to shut the pub. So I just, I don't believe it. We're not going to, we won't listen. I don't know if I'm just speaking for a small percentage of Gen Z, but I don't think. If I have to stay in the park until 12 a.m., I'll stay in the park and I'll bring some joggers and climb over the fence to get home. I'm not staying at home to become depressed and anxious again. It's going to be freezing cold. <laughs> That's fine, I'll bring a jumper. <laughs> I think actually because it's gonna the weather's gonna change that the lockdown will be much easier for us youngsters. You don't think so? People will just people will just come round to each other's houses. Before you weren't allowed to each other's houses. Mm. People will just vacate inside. So, yeah. Uh, sorry, my um the day after they uh, introduced this sixth rule, yeah, I had invited my friends around and Jay and Lero had gone out, I think. No, Jay had gone out. 
So it was me and the kids, the two kids, and then a couple of my friends came round, and then one of them decided they was going to bring their kids, which made it seven. And I genuinely felt so uncomfortable in my own house. Can you believe that? Yeah. How I felt for a kid. Like, so I was like, well, I just have to hide Logie in a cupboard. (laughs) 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 But, like, I felt proper anxious that I had my friends with their kids around my house. How mad is that? Yeah, why don't? Because, because you thought you'd be, so you thought you'd, they were going to charge you 10 grand if you was caught? I don't know, that's what I'm saying, I think it's, for me, that's a control thing, because at the end of the day, if I can go out with six of my friends to a restaurant with a hundred other people, what is the difference? Mm. Do you know what I mean? I heard that Boris Johnson said that if there is, like, you know, house parties going on, um, that neighbours shouldn't bother reporting them, only report them if they're wild animal parties that include hot tubs. So basically, I feel like he's putting a message out there saying, you know, don't socialise in, in groups larger than six, but you're saying to your neighbours, don't report, like, every single time you see people in a group of six, because obviously that's just going to be too chaotic, and only report it if there's, like, a large party that's a threat to um, public health. So that's confusing because basically people are going to just do it anyways. He also said that kids don't count in the in the numbers, even though apparently kids can catch corona, but they don't count. He just doesn't know what he's talking about himself. That that was supposed to be just in Wells, I think. So Wells under kids under twelve don't count, but in here they do apparently. And I think they realised that if it, all the neighbours, all the curtain twitchers were reporting everybody that they were spying on, it, they would be overwhelmed with, with... They haven't got the manpower to deal with that. Yeah. Who thinks the government should have done more? Create jobs, get people out, inspecting places? Was that ludicrous? Yeah. That's ludicrous yeah. to me. Absolutely ludicrous to me. I think that... I woke up the other morning and I thought, what the backside am I doing in this country? And actually, that maybe we should all... Or as they say, go back to where we came from. Because, like, right about now, I feel like maybe this is quite naive, but we're, like, Europe are maybe the only kind of countries that are this strict in in what's, what they're saying. Society, it's a control thing for me. Like, it's all being, we're being controlled by this, this so-called coronavirus. And I'm not saying it isn't real. I'm just saying that I think it's made a lot bigger than what it actually is. And the, the end game is depopulation and being controlled by the government. And I think that there's other countries out there, like Sweden, I think it is, that where it's, things are just normal. But the thing is very they different. Lockdown. I think it's very different in places like Sweden. Uh, I know Sweden. Yeah, because they never had a lockdown in the first place. But I think you've got a lot of... <clears throat> so here's the thing. I'm playing both sides here, but... The thing with this whole hysteria that was created for COVID wasn't necessarily saying this was the worst ever virus at the time. I think it was more about the NHS and not overwhelming the NHS, right? And this is, they created such a pandemonium, I think pandemonium, is that the right word? Hysteria about it was protect the NHS. And that's why they wanted people to stop going out and stay at home so the NHS could cope. In Sweden, the likes of the health services are a lot better. They're not overwhelmed on a day-to-day basis. 
in Scandinavia, they pay a lot more taxes, which means that the healthcare is there, it's paid for. So therefore, they have a better chance to survive. There's less population, there's more space um, per capita, per person. So it's easier. And they follow rules a lot better in Scandinavia. So I think you've got those two things. Don't get me wrong. This is easily a way to control people. You create fear, you get control as a government, right? We know that. So if they told everyone tomorrow to take a vaccine and a vaccine had a track and trace tool in it because they need to know who's got it and who's been vaccinated, then if you create enough fear, people will give up that social liberty. And that's what a lot of people, conspiracy theorists, believe. So... I do hear that, Kim. I hear what you're saying. And T, I hear what you're saying. It sounds like the government have done, haven't done a great job about communicating exactly where we need to be and what we need to do. So if we were to go in a full lockdown, we already know Gen Z are going to rebel. Um, Kim, do you think Gen Y and Gen X will stay inside? Do we think we've still got enough jobs to do at home, enough things to keep us entertained? Are the kids going to drive us mad or...? Um, I think there's going to be a lot of parents that are going to fight against another full-on lockdown with kids at home and stuff. Um, there'll be part of parents that want to keep them safe, and then there's kind of the whole being at home. I, I my, like for me, my kids are big, so it was quite nice to be at home because they still have that element. I don't have to get up in the morning to make them breakfast, so you know, like there's still that element of they can do stuff themselves and whatever. But the definitely parents with younger kids. I think they're going to fight all the way not for it to happen. So whether that's being kind of following the guidelines now to prolong. But for me, I think this is just prolonging the inevitable. You know, like there, there will be deaths. I think this is just like a seasonal flu now. Coronavirus is here to stay. We've got to learn how to adapt to it, live with it. And um, it's going to be around for the, the same amount of time as the flu's been around, if not longer you know it's it's a new thing and it's going to mutate and it's going to change and we have to we have to kind of live with it and work out a way of living with it um the fact of the matter is is that people more people have died of flu than they have coronavirus first of all um and that's not widely kind of known do you know what i mean it is just another strain of the flu and I think when the flu came about, it was probably the same. And when any virus comes about, it's the same. We're overwhelmed with the amount of people that are getting it. Um, and I think that once we've kind of adapted to it and maybe the herd immunity was the right way to go to save our economy and save our lifestyle and save our um, being able to make choices and being able to have the freedom that we have. But when they threw the herd immunity at us in the beginning, we was like, what? That's madness kind of thing. But actually, I actually think that that's what we should be aiming for is herd immunity within the young ones. I think they are aiming for that. But can I just say, Kim, for um, Prime Minister, um, <laughs> <laughs> T, you were going to say something and then I just want to touch on the point that um, Kim made. Just about the um, vaccination thing. Keep on stealing my so points, it, but go on. So so wouldn't it just make sense that we all just catch it from each other? Why would we take a vaccine? I just don't get that. But then, so this was my point, right? So Kim mentioned, and I think you're, you're touching on the same point. So if it's like the seasonal flu, they have a vaccine for the flu, 
right? Mm. There are people in our society who will not cope with the flu well, and typically it's the elderly, so they get vaccinated, right? You don't have a flu jab. With this, I think they still are a bit unsure, so the vaccine will typically be for the elderly and the vulnerable, anybody with respiratory issues. But I guess the problem with this is you don't know if you've got respiratory issues until potentially it's too late. So we've got five people on the pod today. Of the five, if we're saying herd immunity, let's learn how to live with this virus and let's crack on, let's go to these parties, etc. Who in this group is prepared to take a vaccine? Not no. me. No. no one. No? So nobody wants a vaccine, but we want our lives back and we just want to go out there and if we catch it, we feel we're strong enough to survive. Yeah. I mean, I'm not anti-vax, but I'm not really into getting no new vaccine that's been rushed and that might not even work. That could cause more harm than good. I would rather wait maybe 25 years. And then I probably won't need it anyway. So, <laughs> I mean, you could do it like that. Well, with the flu vaccine, right, it's a bit sophisticated what they do. They, I don't know if you know, but the vaccine they get for the flu is um, taken from the winter, the Australian winter, which happens before our winter chronologically because our summer is their winter. So they take that and a few other strains and they put it together and then they create the flu vaccine for our winter which would then be obviously Australia summer so that's what they do and I don't know if the coronavirus will have that kind of mutation and would need to be the vaccine would need to be manipulated in that way I don't know so like you're saying Nika, it's being rushed have they considered things like that or is it just get out there get out there get everyone back to work I don't know get the bit of pork as well yeah that as well I won't be taking a vaccine. Just so. also, there's not been like like the government's just been saying wear your mask, wear your mask, wear your mask. But there's not been like anything on like foods that can help our immune system, like researching on different things. Like it's just been wear your mask, wear your mask. I just feel like are we protecting ourselves? No, because. If we're not eating the right foods, first of all, then we're more prone to get it. And, or not even prone to get it, more prone to not fight it. I think that's it. I so think I it's building I up your immunity. Have, yeah, I don't think they have our best... I don't think they have our best interest at heart. Um, I don't um, know just because they don't want us to find out certain things about food, because there's a, obviously there's a, a big thing about food and what it can do for you and... So I don't know if it's that, that they don't want us to know certain things. And also, if a mask really works that well, then why do we need to social distance? I don't really understand. Why do we need the vaccine if the mask is the answer to everything? And curfews and all that nonsense. Not that I'm against masks. So everyone head over to Alika with love to get your triple-layered handbag. by me. But you're okay. against curfews, clearly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think that if the government say say that we need to take a vaccine in order to fly, um, go to certain restaurants, etc., I feel like I may take the vaccine because because 
everyone's going to want to go on holiday at some point. And if you can only take a vaccine to fly, we're all going to do it. If you had to take a vaccine to finish um, uni, would you take it? Oh, I don't know. Because I'm on my last year, I feel like it would just be a waste. But then again, uni's remote. So why would I need to take a vaccine to finish uni? I just like the fact that you had hesitation for uni, but none for flying. But that's cool. Go on, Leeks. Um, isn't that kind of, I don't really get the difference between needing a vaccine, a COVID vaccine to fly and like needing a vaccine to go to like Tunisia. It's kind of the same concept. Kind yeah, of. true, true. Yeah, that's a good point. That's actually a good point. So I shouldn't be so harsh on nice what you're saying. Yeah, because certain places you do need a vaccine to go to. Yeah, true. you can catch stuff out there though.
you are not alone in that statement. Clearly, in the hospital, you weren't. There was a lot of people in hindsight that believe that they had COVID in late 2019. And if it was definitely in France in November 2019, it could have been in London in September, right? So I wouldn't rule that out. The one thing I was going to say about this virus is that I think this generation or the generations to come, we're all going to have asthma or some respiratory issues because of COVID. So there are going to be those asymptomatic people, yeah, athletes, superhumans right now, great. They won't probably have any after effect. But I think for a lot of people, they will catch it, survive, but will have asthma and things of that nature. That will be the new norm. And on that point, do you, I don't think you have to wear your mask if you're asthmatic. No, you don't. But I think just the general scrutiny you get from your community is madness. Like it's the looks you get, the comments you get, if you're not wearing a mask is like, I've been in some Facebook groups and it's just, it's crazy. Like, it's absolutely crazy, the rudeness and the actual pressure. I personally feel that I have to wear a mask when I go out. So I've tried to avoid the shops as much as possible because I'm not trying to... I nearly passed out in Marks and Spencer's the other day, like, literally. And it's just the pressure of the actual general public. Well, the internet has no chill. We know that. Mm. I actually think it's a good thing that there's pressure, that social pressure um, to comply because if it does genuinely help us wearing a mask, then it, everyone should be wearing a mask where they need to. Um, so I don't think it's a bad thing. But what I will say is I know a friend of mine, I think she's introduced a badge for vulnerable people. Um, and I think there should be something for those who can't wear a mask. So it isn't uh, such a social issue if yeah. you genuinely can't wear a mask. At the moment, they just have, like, I, I am exempt cards. But I think they should do, like, you know, those baby on board badges, like this, please offer me a seat. I think they should do them for people that are exempt because some people that are exempt have things that are hidden, like asthma. or Even if you have anxiety, you don't have to wear a mask. So I think like that. so judgmental. That's a good business idea. There you who's go. Gonna, who's going to grab that one? You. <laughs> because <laughs> I, I do, yeah, probably. I do think... What could happen, and I'm not saying it's going to be full-on anarchy, but if nobody is going to comply with a full lockdown, um, if it does happen, and then everyone's disregarding it, and then people have lost someone, have issues themselves, and they see people blatantly breaking the rules, and it's leading to comments, leading to rows, is it not going to lead to proper full-on arguments and fights do we not think yeah where you're not respecting each other's space and you're shouting at each other and all sorts of things i reckon so i think i've seen people make comments like snidey little comments in supermarkets and stuff where you know when someone's not patient and they just come in front of you and get the um fruit like talisia or something yeah (laughs) but to be fair i've been guilty of that and said things to people that have been up my backside like and I'm not even taking long. You know, I want to be out there as quick as possible. So I'm in and out trying to grab what I need to grab. And someone's 
in my face and you're like, well, hello, what are you doing? Kind of thing. Um, but obviously, for me, the whole kind of mask thing, I think it's a load of nonsense now because they never forced it in the beginning. If they'd forced it in the beginning, then people would take heed now. But you're trying to force it six months down the line. It doesn't make no sense whatsoever. Yeah, I think there's a lot of things, and I think this is the league has touched on it. I think had the government acted a lot quicker, um, followed other countries which had good responses to th these different social rules, mm. we would have been in a better position, A, and people would have respected it, like you said. They've been a bit slow, been a bit haphazard, been a bit up and down. Um, yeah. Face coverings could have been a thing. And I think... I don't know, but maybe they did it because there weren't enough PPE around, but it didn't need to be a official mask, a face covering like they're saying now. People started being creative and making their own face mask, Alika with love. So although they're not just shoddy, they're actually proper official masks, everyone. Go and get yours now. Oh, she's actually yours, but when she's back, get yours. Um, but my point is, I think they could have done more. But listen, we could talk about where it's going to go Let's revisit this in season two and see how life is in living with lockdown. I'm going to leave Alika to have the final point as this is her podcast after all. Thank you for listening. Once again, I'd like to apologise for the sound issues. We hope that didn't take away from the overall enjoyment of the pod. You can follow our lockdown startup brands on Instagram at Alika with love for handmade goods, mainly face masks and scrunchies at the moment, at Hair by Keela for your mobile hairdressing needs, at Glitz and Glam LDN for your sparkly personalised bottles and glasses, and at Talicia Renee for all things music. What, 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 what.